The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Would you like to live in the space of infinite possibilities? Is now the time to access your magic? Welcome to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with Glenice Hughes. Join us for the next hour as we bring you the tools, techniques, and tips for you to change the impossible in your life to the possible. Now, here's your host, Glenice Hughes. Hello, and welcome to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with myself, Glenice Hughes. I am so, so grateful for each and every one of you. Thank you. Thank you for listening in. Uh, so today is all about anxiety to awesomeness. And you may have heard me speak about this before. I've also wrote a chapter in a book called The Path to Wellness about it. It is one of those things that um, even this many years later, and it hasn't been all that long, that's really interesting to look back at and and uh, of course this show is using the tools of access consciousness which is accessconsciousness.com and one of the things with access consciousness is as we clear things it's like the past is no longer relevant in a sense and sometimes things that at the time seemed really relevant we don't even hang on to we don't we don't even remember in a sense and that's sometimes what I feel about this what I'm going to call a story something that I created um years ago and yet when I look at it it's it's so interesting because at the time it was so real in my world and it was real in my world and um so what had occurred was I'd always had a bit of a anxiety around traveling with people who like whether if I wasn't driving so it could be myself or my husband anybody other than that I would have anxiety with however I didn't know that so I wasn't willing to be aware enough of that I just always chose to either be the driver or to meet people there. So we live a few hours from the closest city. So let's say friends wanted to go shopping uh, and I would either be that person who drove or I would make up some excuse and meet them there, even though it made no sense. Uh, And that's, I mean, honestly, I didn't even acknowledge that's what was going on. I had all sorts of justifications in my head that, oh, it just makes more sense, or I have to stop and pee a lot, so I don't want to bother them, and all this stuff. None of it did I really honestly acknowledge what was going on. And so that had been going on for quite some time, possibly even all of my life. I don't, I don't know, um, or I remember, I guess I should say. And then there was in 
and I remember this one very clearly when I when I think about it, but it was in 2004, and I was in Calgary, which is a, a, a big city for the province that I live in, the, the biggest city, I think, uh, and I was downtown, and it was rush hour, and I was driving myself, I was by myself. And doing what I did probably four times a year, I would travel to Calgary and, and set up one-to-one sessions and classes and stuff. And I always stayed at the same place in kind of the downtown area. There I was driving along, sitting in traffic. I was in the middle lane and vehicles all around me, behind me, in front of me. <laughs> and all of a sudden it was like I, I had this realization that if I wanted to, I couldn't get out. <laughs> and it was, it, it created this sense of anxiety within me like never before. I would call it a panic attack. Uh, like I couldn't breathe. I had to roll down my window. It took everything for me not to open my door and get out. Um, and also knowing that, you know, even if I did open my door and get out, I was still, there was still nowhere I could go. Uh, and once the, the light changed and, and all that, I was able to get into a mall parking lot and, and calm myself down. And that was the first experience that I'd ever created like that. And I'm going to use that word created because everything in our life we've created, even the stuff that maybe isn't fun, even the stuff that doesn't make sense to us. And at that time, it really didn't. This was 2004. I was doing my mediumship and, and different uh, like Reiki sessions, that sort of stuff. I wasn't doing using the tools of access consciousness yet. And when I so I pulled into the mall, calmed myself down, got to the place I was staying at, and you know quickly had clients and just kind of forgot about it and pushed it out, you know, of my out of my mind. And the next morning that I was, or the morning I was leaving, it was a Sunday morning, so there was no traffic really. I made sure that I left early and, and away I went. And I was just kind of like, okay, that was a one-time thing. That's that's weird. Um, so that was September of 2004, or 2004. And in December, I went to uh, Shanghai, China to visit a friend. And oh, let me tell you, <laughs> you know, we, I get on the airplane, it's all good. I arrive in China, I connect with her. She, we walk out to the cab, we get in the cab. I'm not in the cab for 10 minutes and I'm in another panic attack. And that was pretty much my entire week in China. <laughs> it was not fun at all. So then I really had to start looking at it and and really go, okay, what is this? And I had a lot of justifications back then. I had what we might call in access causal reality, A plus B equals C. So, you know, this occurred when I was a child with a person in a vehicle. So this is what's going on now. And, you know, like all of that. And I was figuring it out and, and adding a bunch of story to it. And all it was doing was getting worse and worse. And so as time went on, I started stopping or I stopped doing those things. I became more, okay, if it wasn't my husband or I driving, or I couldn't get there in, in, without him or I driving, then I wasn't going. And I kind of figured out that I had about a 10 minute window. So I could be in a vehicle with, let's say a taxi driver for about 10 minutes before I had a panic attack. So this is crazy. But what I started doing was then as we started traveling to say Mexico 
any condo or, or resort that we stayed in couldn't be any more than 10 minutes from the airport. And I would literally phone places and find out. So if I were to bring it, if I were to take a taxi from the airport to where you are, how long does that take? Like, honestly, this is, I mean, it was coping. It, it was the only way I knew how, and I was doing everything I could to change it, you guys, like everything, every modality, every um, healer, like I didn't do medications and stuff like that. Maybe if it was a constant in my life, I might have looked at that. It was just, it was so just when I traveled, um, or at least that's what I was willing to be aware of. And that's when it was really loud. So, you know, that's how we started traveling was literally 10 minutes from the airport. Anything within that window I could do. Uh, and, and there was even times when my husband and I were in the city and he was driving and the panic would start up and I, and I would want to get out. And there was one time I opened the door and I thought he was going to kill me. Um, understandably so, because opening the door while you're sitting in downtown traffic is not a good choice. But it was, it, it was just so, so much bigger than me. And, or it felt so much bigger than me at the time. And so my world started getting smaller and smaller. And I've always dreamed of traveling the world. And it was getting less and less. The amount of places that a person can go 10 minutes from the airport is very small. <laughs> and I mean, I can laugh about it now and I can, I can make light of it now. And, and honestly, and if you guys are listening and you're going through this or you have anxiety of some sort, um, I know it's not laughable when you're going through it. And also please acknowledge that it's, it is something that you're choosing. And so I'll get to kind of, uh, I'll get there so that you guys can see that. But all of, all of this energy that's coming up around anxiety around, maybe you've had your own panic attacks. Maybe you've been with people who are having panic attacks and you're feeling helpless because you can't help them. Um, any of that sort of stuff. Will you guys just destroy and uncreate it all? Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, pod, poc, shorts, boys, and beyond. And so that's the access consciousness clearing statement. And what it does is clears all that heavy energy that comes up, all the lies and the stories and the justifications and the ickiness that comes up as I talk about this stuff. <sighs> yeah, wow. Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, pod, poc, shorts, boys, and beyonds. So as I was kind of going through all of this and it was just getting worse and worse and worse and the the kind of the final one was my husband and I were we were just driving up to the city for for fun one day there was no wasn't going to do anything just maybe some shopping or whatever and we got about an hour away and the panic attack hit and and the you know the city's too two to three hours away. So we weren't even there <laughs> and spent an hour in a washroom in the, in that town that we were in. And then just when I came out, I just said, let's just go home. I'm obviously, I can't do this anymore. And driving home and really feeling like that was the end, like not suicidal, but I had no, there was nothing. My, my home was it from now on. There was nothing more that I could choose beyond my house so you know we better get stronger internet so I can live vicariously through through people who were able to travel um and and it was not a happy ride home for me and I was 
devastated. So in that moment, I didn't really know it, but I made a demand of myself. Once I kind of, I would call it hit bottom and acknowledge that, okay, this is it. This is the way I live now. There was also, in a sense, another part of me that said, fuck that. This is not living. And no matter what, I'm changing this. And, you know, it was just an energy. Those weren't words. Because for a while, I played in the pity party of, I'll never be able to leave the house again. I'll never be able to to travel. Blah, blah, blah. Um, But there was also this kind of like you tell me I can't do something, I'm going to fucking show you that I can um, energy that came with it. And so what occurred and what I again created, because I created all of that, what I created then was, was some support. um, And then within a very short time is when I found access consciousness. And I found access consciousness through a radio show like this. And I think it was either the first or the second radio show of, that I listened to where she spoke of how to be aware that most of what you're aware of isn't yours. So the who does it belong to tool. And I had really never heard that before. I'd heard it from the place of uh, you're, you'll pick up other people's energies but I'd never heard, and so on the radio show, she said, 98% of your thoughts, feelings, and emotions aren't yours. And she likely, I don't remember the specifics, but she likely spoke of different things, especially like anxiety. And it was, it wasn't overnight, you know, the, the change did not occur overnight, but it started to unlock, because I started to ask the question, who does this belong to? And it can change everything you guys and I know some of you guys have you know you're you've been in studying access conscious for a long time so you know the tool so you might be kind of checking out right now please don't (laughs) please don't I really didn't even get the degree to how much that we pick up other people's stuff until earlier this year and that's been over four years of studying access consciousness that I find not finally that I really got it and I know there's probably even more beyond that but I was really willing to see how much of what we're playing with in our head or our bodies or our bank accounts or our career or wherever that isn't actually ours what we are is infinitely aware we are aware of all of the stuff that people are playing with in their heads. And a lot of times we don't desire to be that aware. So, or we don't want to know that people have that going on in their heads. So we bastardize it and we make it about us. And we then go, you know, so for me, if we look back to me sitting, you know, in 2004, sitting in that vehicle in downtown traffic, Calgary, where I had sat many times before and never had a panic attack quite likely if I would have been willing to use the tool then or known the tool then even who does it belong to there would have been somebody else possibly even in one of the vehicles very close to me that was actually having a panic attack that I became aware of but instead of acknowledging that I was aware I said I was having it And the minute that I 
called it mine, my body then has to make it mine. You know, our bodies are like these sweet little puppy dogs who just would like to contribute to us and whatever we ask for, they will gift us. And I unfortunately was not choosing to be aware of what I was asking for, but I was, I, I called it mine, I made it mine, and then it just exponentialized to where it became an expectation. So I projected onto my body, every time I'm in a situation like this, you need to react like this. Even though it wasn't comfortable, it wasn't really what I truly desired, it was what I was asking for. So everywhere that you've been asking for exactly what you don't desire, <laughs> will you destroy and uncreate all that, return to sender with consciousness, times a godzillion, right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, pod, poc, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And so this is the, the tool, in case you're new to this, it's when something comes in, so let's say you start worrying about money, who does that belong to? return to sender with consciousness is what it does is it energetically hands it back to wherever it originated from with the energy to change it if they wish that part's up to them that part is none of your business but you are handing it back saying hey here's the energy to change this if you would like so anywhere that you wouldn't be willing to return it to sender with consciousness, will you revoke, recant, rescind, renounce, denounce, reclaim, destroy, and uncreate at all times a godzillion? Right, wrong, good, battle, night, puck, shorts, boys, meons. I know for myself that was a little bit of a of a trip up, something I really had to, to be aware of. Because what I had done in all the modalities I had taken part in was I took it away and I dissolved it for people. And so this is a whole different way of saying, hey, here, you can change this. And how much more empowering is that when you can gift it back and say, hey, here, you can change this, right? All right, we're gonna head to break and I will, I will talk more about that uh, when we come back. All right, we'll be right back. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Close your eyes. Imagine being free of everything that limits you. What would it feel like to live from this space every day? During an infinite possibility session with Glenice, you will clear energy blocks and limitations from every area of your life so you can live beyond your wildest dreams. Sessions can be done in person, over the phone, or using Skype. Find out more online at www.glenice.net. Find out about ongoing classes and workshops as well. And read Glenice's blog. That's www.glenice.net. G-L-E-N-Y-C-E.net. Did you know that Glenice travels the world facilitating classes, possibilities, and awesomeness? She does. From Ireland to England, across Europe to the Netherlands, and from Guatemala to Nicaragua to Mexico, and her center of possibilities in Lloydminster, Canada. There will be more places added, so find out if Glenice will be in your area. Be sure to check her schedule on www.glenice.net for more information about where Glenice will be visiting next. If you'd like Glenice to come to your area, contact her for the possibilities. www.glenice.net Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. 
You're listening to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenise Hughes. To find out more about Glenise and our program, please visit www.glenise.net. That's G L E N Y C E.net. Now back to Living in the Magic of Possibilities. Welcome back, everybody. So, so yeah, it's really knowing that we don't have to clear it for people. We don't have to take it from people. It's more kind and it's going to create more in the world if you return it to sender with consciousness. And like I was saying, for me, I was doing other modalities um, prior to access that all taught me how to take care of it for people in a sense. And it really is... Uh, what I call a, a superior bitch standpoint. It's like saying, well, you have to change this. And in fact, I'm going to do it for you. And it's not going to create more. And most times when we do that, the person will just go create more crazy to replace what you did. <laughs> so if you just hand it back energetically with consciousness, then it's totally up to them. Whether they choose it or not is none of your business. The other thing is when we say return to sender with consciousness, chances are the person, like let's use myself as an example, sitting in Calgary traffic and, and let's say there was somebody around me having a panic attack. And then I say, you know, return to sender with consciousness chances are that um, person themselves isn't the originator. (laughs) Like, yes, they're also picking it up like I am. And there's another person, another person, another person, like, it goes way, way back. So a lot of times people when they say, okay, well, who does it belong to? And then they go into their heads, oh, well, that's the way that my um, you know, sister was feeling beside me, or that's the way the person in the truck beside me was. And it's yes, and likely not the original sender of it. <laughs> so you don't actually have to answer the question, who does it belong to? You're just asking it basically to remind you it's not yours. Yeah, so all of the stuff, all of the crazy, all of the anxiety, all of the stress, all of the worry, all of the money problems, all of the physical problems, all of the gunk that you've called yours, that isn't yours, will you evoke, recant, rescind, renounce, denounce, reclaim, destroy, and uncreate at all times a godzillion and return to sender with consciousness? Yeah, right, wrong, good, battle, nine, pot, pot, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And so, like I said, for me, the change wasn't overnight. It was starting to use that tool. The other thing that I did, and and we talk about this a lot in in the Access Consciousness core classes, is commit to yourself to do three days of who does it belong to for every thought, feeling, and emotion, and physical pain, and anything that comes up for you. And you'll probably forget (laughs) the first hour, maybe in the first two hours, and then you'll remember for 10 minutes, and then you'll forget for an hour. And that's okay. Just put up sticky notes around the house with who does it belong to, or you can use, you know, the acronym WD, blah, 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 uh, just to remind yourself to stay in that. And I did that as I was listening to her show. Uh, She mentioned doing this, this was back in, in 2011. And it was so cool. Because I was by myself, I was in Mexico, and my husband had went home, we had kind of set it up, so he came for two weeks, and then I had a week by myself, I had a couple sisters come for a few days, and then it was, I had some time with myself. So I did it then, 
which was so much more ease for me because I am so aware, just like you guys. So it was more ease for me to do it by myself. Is it possible to do with other people? Of course it is. Please don't think you have to go away on a retreat to do it. You do not. Um, and and it was more ease for me to, to try it the first time like that. And it was just this constant, who does it belong to? Return to center with consciousness. Who does it belong to? Return to center with consciousness. I was also going through at that time um, the ending of a friendship. And, and it was a very, very significant friendship. I had made it very significant back then. And so the ending of it was literally I felt like she died and it was very um I made it very traumatic I I was significant I mean there was lots of trauma drama and so this tool and especially doing it for three days really assisted with that stuff too because even with like that so you know going through that and and feeling really sad and missing somebody like truth would an infinite being miss somebody no, we're oneness. So if we desire to connect with somebody, then we can connect with them. Now, yes, maybe not physically. So let's say the person does no longer wishes to have you in their life or they've physically died, like their body has physically died. Then it is, yeah, you can't hug them maybe and you can still connect with them. So there's a lot of stories and a lot of trauma drama that I was buying into. And of course, then the wrongness of me for it ending and what did I do wrong? And I didn't know what I, blah, blah, blah. You get the crazy on that. Um, and so asking, who does this belong to return to sender with consciousness? It was huge to really start shifting and changing that. And I remember this one uh, thing so clearly. It was so, so cool. I was sitting out at the pool it was a condo that we had rented and I was sitting out at the pool and it was about 11 o'clock in the morning which is about the time that I was starting to get hungry for lunch that was kind of the same thing every day and that day I was like oh I'd really like a hamburger there was kind of a poolside uh, b restaurant I was like oh I'd really like a hamburger which wasn't uncommon for me either because I really enjoyed their hamburgers. Uh, so it was the, the usual time of day that I like to eat lunch. It was the usual food I like to eat for lunch. So none of it was abnormal. And yet I remembered I was doing this, this who does it belong to? So as I was kind of sitting in the energy of desiring a hamburger and, and my body feeling hungry, I'm like, okay, well, who does that belong to? And again, doesn't matter who it belongs to, return to sender with consciousness. And it was so cool because then it was gone. Like it actually went away. And I was shocked. And then I wondered, how many people have I eaten hamburgers for? <laughs> you know, and it was within 20 minutes that the, the guy a few chairs down from me received his hamburger from the restaurant. And it was just eye-opening to me of how much uh, especially with that in particular, because it wasn't abnormal for me to desire lunch then, and it wasn't abnormal for me to desire a hamburger. And yet, was it mine? No. So all of the food that you've been eating, all the drinks you've been drinking, all of the herbs you've been taking, all the pills that you're taking, all the all of the stuff that you've been putting into your body that isn't actually yours, and you don't actually desire it. And you never have. Will you destroy and uncreate all that times a godzillion and return to sender with consciousness? 
right, wrong, good, bad, online, pod, fox, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And the other thing that occurred in those three days of asking was on the second night when I was laying in bed getting ready to go to sleep, there was a space in my head that I'd never, ever perceived before. And at first it felt like it scared me, like it was so empty in a sense, um, that it was like, oh my gosh. And then of course, as I continued on my studies of access, what I became aware of is that that wasn't fear or like worry, that was excitement. That was like my body saying, this is the way we live. This is the way we can live. We don't need to be going over things in our mind or picking, you know, crap out of the neighbor's um, head about money or about their body or, it, you know, none of that. We can actually live in a space where we're aware, yes, we'll always be aware. You don't ever, ever, ever want to turn that down, but you don't ever bastardize it as yours. Yeah. So everywhere you've been bastardizing your awareness and calling the crap you're aware of yours, will you destroy and uncreate it all and return to sender with consciousness? Right, wrong, good, battle, nine, pod, pock, shorts, boys, and beyonds. It's not yours. It's never been yours. Even the stuff that you might see have created over and over in your life, you know, so if you look at with me, it was like t 2004 to pretty much 2011. Uh, that I had that, I created that anxiety. And so, you know, probably if you'd have asked me in 2009, if it was mine, <laughs> I probably would have punched you in the nose because I can prove it's mine. Look at what happens to me when I'm in a car. Look at, you know, and I could justify it. I could, I could tell you the story over and over. And it's still not. And it still wasn't. It was, in that case, it was awareness. So even the stuff in your body, you know, if you've got a sore knee or you've got a sore hip or you always get migraines or, you know, you had surgery on your back and, and it's always sore when it rains or whatever, whatever all of that is, truth is it yours. No, never has been, never will be. You just have to stop playing with it that it is. You have to stop telling yourself the story that it is. And so one of the greatest gifts that assisted me with changing the anxiety was taking my first bars class. So the who does it belong to was was huge. And then also um, in June of 2011 was the first time that there was a, a bars class that uh, in, in Alberta, in the province I live. And once I took that, my husband took it with me. So we were able to do bars a lot. And I... It just went away. I was going to say I changed it. I, I, I obviously chose to change it because I chose to have it. And then now I don't. So I chose to change it. And I know it was through that and through the bars, getting my bars ran. So if you guys aren't getting your bars ran, or maybe you've never had your bars ran, or maybe you only do it, um, you know, once, <laughs> please get your bars ran more and more and more and more and more. The more you get them run, the more change you will create as if by magic, you know, so some people will hear Dane talk about his, you know, he wanted to kill himself, he got his bars ran, he didn't. Um, or they'll hear my story, you know, I had anxiety, I got my bars ran, I didn't. Now, obviously, there's so much more to it. And for me, it was a longer process. It wasn't something that changed overnight. Uh, and for some people, it is, they change whatever's going on 
overnight as if by magic. And that's cool. Everything's possible. And what if you started getting them run on a regular basis? How much more could that change? Now, if you don't have people in your area, is there somebody that you know, you're really good friends with that would be willing to put their fingers on your head. You know, you can show them the points. They don't have to take a class. You know, I have friends whose husbands who will never desire to take a class, but they're sure happy to help their wife out uh, while the football game's on. So she just puts his fingers where they need to be. And there you have it. You're getting your bars around. Or you have a friend that would do that. Or maybe there's somebody that you could... um, you know, bring to your area to facilitate a class so that you have more people to play with. Or, you know what, what about paying for it? Maybe there's a practitioner in your area that you can, you can pay them for a session once a week or once a month or whatever fits, you know, really look at what, what is possible. Because a lot of times, well, not a lot of times, bars is all about receiving. And so if you're not choosing to get them run on a regular basis, is there something you're not willing to receive? And it's not about making you wrong. It's about just looking, okay, does it work for me not to get this done? And I know a lot of times we say, oh, no, 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 I'm fine. I ran three people's bars this week. My bars ran. I'm good. Mm, Okay. And (laughs) ask your body, truth, would would your body like to have your bars ran? If so, get them ran. You, you it can create so much change. And so what occurred for me with getting my bars run on a regular basis and, um, is that I woke up one day, six, eight months later, and realized the anxiety was gone. Now, did it leave the day after I took the bars class? Did it leave the day I realized it? Did it leave somewhere in between? I have no clue. (laughs) All I know is I woke up and went, wait a minute, that's not there anymore. Because even though it got really loud when I traveled, there was always a sense of what I called underlying anxiety. So when there's that underlying anxiety, I was just aware of it all the time. And, and then it would get loud when I was in a vehicle or something like that. But it it was always there. And suddenly, it wasn't there anymore. Yeah. And that often is the magic of the tools of access consciousness, because you don't even have to, you know, you can get your bars ran, fall asleep, and so much can change. You don't have to figure it out. You don't have to dissect it. You don't have to go to story with it. And that creates so much more, because all that, all those years that I was going to story with the anxiety, all it was doing was locking it in to me more and more, because it was never mine in the first place. So when I'm trying to dig and figure out why I'm creating it and why I'm choosing it and why I'm having it and, and oh, it's related to this or because of this experience I had or it was this and all it did was solidify it in my body instead of being like, hey, is it mine? <laughs> it sounds so freaking simple um, and it really is. It really is. I actually had a, a gal who's in, in a program with me right now. And she, she messaged me the other day. And, and she's just like, is it really this easy? Like, is it really, really this easy? And, and she's like, I didn't realize all you have to do is ask. And, and it really, to me, is that easy. Yeah, and sometimes there's things to clear and sometimes getting our bars ran and, and, you know, things, other things too. And 
Yeah, are you willing to ask? Yeah, because I know back then, all of those years, I wasn't asking for what I desired. I, asked, I was asking for what I didn't want more of. I was asking for more anxiety. I was asking for freakouts. I was asking for panic attacks. Um, not literally, but energetically by the worry of them. By the, oh my gosh, this is going to happen. Or this will probably happen. Or I bet this is, you know, all of that. So all of that, all of the asks you've been asking, but you don't truly desire. Will you destroy and create them all and return them to sender with consciousness? Right, wrong, good, bad, online, pot, pot, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And it really is just looking at who does it belong to. And most times you don't have to find an answer. And sometimes you do. And and I go more into that. There was a show I did a few weeks ago called, I think, Who, What, Where, When, Why, and How Are You Being? So for more about kind of going into the specifics, go check out that show um, for, for more of that. Because sometimes it is relevant to become aware, like, oh my gosh, I'm being like Aunt Mary. Now I get it. And, and then it can clear just by having that awareness. But for this show in particular, because I'm talking about the, the anxiety, pretty much anxiety to awesomeness, uh, is, is really about kind of how I changed it. And I didn't use those, that tool back then. So, all right, we are going to head to break. And when we come back, we will talk about choosing the awesomeness. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Did you know that Glenise travels the world facilitating classes, possibilities, and awesomeness? She does. From Ireland to England, across Europe to the Netherlands, and from Guatemala to Nicaragua to Mexico, and her center of possibilities in Lloydminster, Canada. There will be more places added, so find out if Glenice will be in your area. Be sure to check her schedule on www.glenice.net for more information about where Glenice will be visiting next. If you'd like Glenice to come to your area, contact her for the possibilities. www.glenice.net. Close your eyes. Imagine being free of everything that limits you. What would it feel like to live from this space every day? During an infinite possibility session with Glenice, you will clear energy blocks and limitations from every area of your life so you can live beyond your wildest dreams. Sessions can be done in person, over the phone, or using Skype. Find out more online at www.glenice.net. Find out about ongoing classes and workshops as well. And read Glenice's blog. That's www.glenice.net. G-L-E-N-Y-C-E.net. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You're listening to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenice Hughes. To find out more about Glenice and our program, please visit www.glenice.net. That's G L E N Y C E.net. Now back to Living in the Magic of Possibilities. Welcome back, everybody. So, I want to share some awesomeness that I've got coming up around the world. Uh, and now you know that I can travel the world without anxiety. Um, 
because this is all of the awesome places I get to go now. So starting on September 5th in Cologne, Germany. Oh, I so love Germany. Uh, One of my two-day specialty classes, Magically Create a Life of Awesomeness. And then off to Denmark, we're going to do a five days to change your life, which is the Access Consciousness Core Classes, Bars Foundation Level 1, starting September 11th. And then on the, uh, also in, in, in Denmark, is an evening class on the 18th, all about uh, clearing business stuff all the limitations with business. So that's September 18th uh, on the Friday night. And then on the 19th and 20th is another one of my two-day specialty classes called Magic with Molecules. And those are, all three of those are all, yeah, all three of those classes are in Denmark. And then off to Santa Fe for one of my brand new specialty classes. I'm so excited. Uh, Create Your Life as If by Magic. Yes. And then off to Michigan for Foundation Level 1, starting October 6th. And then October 10th, also in Michigan, Magic with Molecules. And then off to Boca Raton, Florida. I can hardly wait to be in Florida in November, being an Alberta uh, gal. Uh, November 13th, 14th, 15th, and 16th is Foundation and Level 1. And there's gals there that are having bars classes. So if you're in the Florida area, would like to to come to these classes you do require to take bars first but we've got some some peeps that can hook you up and the same with Michigan uh, also just doing foundation level one there so we can hook you up with with a bars class if you require so do let me know and uh, and yeah and then off to Australia for December and kind of thinking maybe Thailand or something for January what else is possible hubby and I have got um, yeah just got the world in our hands wherever we would like to go because as I'm going to talk about now really started shifting and changing the travel stuff and who does it belong to was huge getting my bars ran was huge um and it was about so that was 2011 it was the the summer of 2012 was the first time that I took the access consciousness certified facilitator training And it involved a two-hour van ride from the airport to the location where the class was being held. So you can imagine what was going on in my head about that. And uh, I knew then that I would know if all of the stuff that I had changed was working. Because it was really the first time that I would have that experience. And I mean, I couldn't even tell you any time before that, that I willingly got in a vehicle with somebody for two hours. I mean, not, I didn't ever have a chance. I didn't ever unwillingly get in a vehicle. I don't mean it like that. Um, But it's just that knowing. And so when I arrived in Costa Rica, I was the only one just the, the, where my time of the flight uh, landed. I was the only one in the vehicle with the driver. And I thought, okay, well, if along the way we need to stop because I'm freaking out, I've got tools, I can, I can do anything, you know, and I did a lot of self-talk, I did a lot of clearings, uh, and it was phenomenal. I was able to stay present, I didn't once feel that energy come up, I was, it was phenomenal. And it really felt like this huge success for me, because <laughs> it meant I could start doing 
the thing that I desired to do, which was travel the world. I didn't have a limitation anymore. And and Hubby was so excited too, because with my choosing that limitation, he either had to choose to go without me or not go at all either. And of course, for the most part, he chose not to go either. So it was a very exciting time for both of us. And then on the ride back, uh, you know, there was, I think, 10 of us or eight of us on the bus. And I wondered, oh, you know, I was able to do it with the driver alone. Could I do it with a group of people? And it was totally fine. So how does it get any better than that? What else is possible for all of you that are having some form of anxiety? Please know it's not yours. You are super duper uber uber aware so everywhere you've bought the lie that it's yours, everywhere that it has to be yours, it must be yours, um, you've sold it to your body, you've projected it on your body, all of that, will you destroy and uncreate it all and return to sender with consciousness? Yeah, right, wrong, good, battle, nine, putt, pock, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And it's so cool, because now, especially you know, that was 2012 was kind of the first time I was able to to see that I didn't have to choose it anymore. And now in, in 2015, it doesn't even cross my mind. And I love that. And I know that if something like that came up for me now, that that would be my awareness letting me know something was going on. Um, you know, whether it was to not get on the airplane or whether it was, you know, something, it, it would be a, a sign for me. Not a a sign you you know what I mean um and it's also I'm also very willing now to be aware that none of it's mine and and again that really only started to shift in in earlier this year when I was at a seven-day event with uh, in India where it just seemed like everybody who was asking questions of Gary who's the founder of Access that was his question back okay yeah and who does that belong to Whose is that? Who are you being? And it was never, ever theirs. And it was just so huge for me to really get the sense that this stuff isn't ours. All the lies we've bought into, all the limitations, it's not ours. And one of the questions that we ask and, and talk about a lot in the core class of Foundation and Level 1 is, would an infinite being choose this? So truth are you an infinite being <laughs> yeah which means that when your body dies you're still here and as an infinite being you can be asking yourself so let's say later on today you're start freaking out about money ask yourself truth would an infinite being freak out about money no <laughs> so then why are you What's the value to you? Not why are you? Why is never a good question. Why never creates more? But it's truth, what's the value to you of buying into whatever that is for you? Might be freak out about money, might be anxiety, might be whatever. What is the value to you? And then just destroy and uncreate that. There might not even be words. It might just be an energy. So everything that is, we destroy and uncreate at all times a godzillion. Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, pot, pot, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And for me, when I was looking at that, it got me out of doing a lot of stuff I didn't desire to do. So yes, I was super aware and then yes, I was misidentifying it. And 
there were things and places I didn't wish to go and I didn't have the confidence within myself to say no or that I don't want to or it doesn't work for me or it's not fun for me. So it's like I I created an excuse that even I couldn't override. (laughs) You know, so it was easier to say no, I can't because than to actually say no, it doesn't work for me. Um, and so, you know, I was aware of, of that too, as I was shifting and changing things and, and then just being willing to have that confidence in myself to, if something doesn't work for me, I don't have to choose it. No matter what, no matter who it disappoints, no matter who judges me, no matter what, if it doesn't work for me, I don't need to create drama trauma. I can just say no, thank you. So everywhere that you're creating, whatever it is you might be creating to get out of something, instead of just saying no, will you destroy and uncreate all that and return to sender with consciousness? Right, wrong, good, bad, online, putt, pock, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And that's a lot of times if you look, I remember this one gal in class, oh gosh, it was probably two or three years ago. And she had created all of these environmental sensitivities. So she was literally living in um, seclusion in a, in a, I'm going to say like a forest, um, and could only come into the city where, which were the, where the class was for two days max. She couldn't even do the four days for classes. She could come in for two days and then she'd have to go back because she had just created all this and she would just get too sick. And so she was asking questions about it and we were talking about it. And, and throughout the questioning, she had the awareness that, she actually desired to live in the forest by herself without anything or anybody around. But because society would see that as bad and wrong, she had to create all of the trauma drama. So she had an excuse to choose what she really desired to choose. (laughs) Everything that is for you, will you destroy and uncreate all times a godzillion? Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, pot, pock, shorts, boys, and beyonds. All the drama trauma that you're creating so that you can choose what you really would like to choose. Will you destroy and create all that times a godzillion? Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, pot, pock, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Because how much more ease would life be if we're willing to just choose what works for us? Not from a place of choosing against somebody else but from a place of choosing what works for us. Instead of deciding we need to add the trauma drama, which is the causal reality, which is the because. I can't come to the city for four days because I get sick. Instead of saying, hmm, um, so truth, would it create more in the world for me to be in the city? Two days, three days, four days, oh, two days. Okay, yeah, I'll be in, I'll be in the city for two days. Thank you. <laughs> Can you see how much more ease, joy, and glory life would be if we were willing to be that honest with ourselves? So everywhere you haven't been honest with you about what works for you, about what you require, about what you desire, about what makes your heart dance, about what makes you smile. Yeah, will you revoke or can't rescind, renounce, denounce, reclaim, destroy, and uncreate all times a godzillion and return to sender with consciousness? Right, wrong, good, bad, online, putt, pock, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Yeah. And so really, for me, travel now is, is fun. Travel is ease. I'm also willing to be the magic that I be. So if something is feeling wonky or not working, or 
I'm gonna feels like I'm gonna miss an airplane because of the timing and all of that. I'm willing to ask questions. I'm also willing, and this came up, I think it was last, um, maybe it was my last flight to, to Germany uh, earlier this year, and I was, how did it go? I, <clears throat> I was, I'd already like, you know, oh, boarding, that's the word I'm looking for. I was boarding the plane, and uh, something started to, I really perceived something really funky. And so my first question was truth, body do you desire to get on this plane? Because it was like, it, that was kind of the energy that came up. It was like, it, it, it may not turn out well or something like that. Like, I, it wasn't like it was unsafe. It was just like, this might not be your best choice or something. I, and, and it kind of had that. And I was willing to ask that. And I was also willing if it would have, you know, if my body would have would have asked me not to, to not board which, I mean, you can about imagine how much trauma and drama would be created if you just walked off of boarding. I mean, I've never chose it, so I'm not sure, but I could about imagine because then the other thing they have to do is they have to go get your bags off the plane because they won't let bags go if you're not with them. <clears throat> so, I mean, it would create a big uh, kerfuffle, at least. And and I was so excited that I was willing because all of my life um, growing up, I was told not to rock the boat. You know, like you just kind of take what's handed to you. You sit down, you be quiet, you be seen, not heard. Like, and I mean, not that those specific things were said to me, but it was the energy of that. Um, and so the the idea that I would have been willing to do that um, for an airplane, I was very excited about. Now, it wasn't that. Um, it, it was still very light to get on the plane <clears throat> and asking the questions, you know, um, so truth body, if we get on the plane, what will our life be like in five years? Truth, if we don't get on the plane, what will our life be like in five years and, and following that? But I was so excited that I was willing. And that's really times too, because yes, we have anxiety and stuff that are other people's. And there's also ways that your awareness will let you know that something's off. And then you have to be willing to follow that, even if it inconveniences somebody, even if the plane is delayed because you're not willing to get on it, even if then all of a sudden everybody else wants off the plane because you're not willing to get on or, you know, whatever all of that is. And instead of going, oh my gosh, I don't want to be, you know, that one. I don't want everybody to be mad at me. I don't want to inconvenience anybody. So I'll just get on the plane. No, damn it. <laughs> be willing to be that. Be willing to to upset a whole airplane of people or to stop an airplane from going. Um, and not that I mean you have to like run up and stop them, but just for you. Know what works for you. Uh, and, and as I was asking those questions before getting on, I became very aware that it was somebody else's who was panicking about it and so then I was picking up on it as you know the as though it was re a real panic and it really wasn't not panic but a real a real thing that my awareness was trying to get my attention and it wasn't obviously so yes yeah, so everything that brings up for you you destroy and uncreate all times a godzillion right wrong good bad all nine pot pock shorts boys and beyonds now I also wanted to share last week I did a free google hangout um, that was called how to make tons of money doing what you love and uh, that you can still get the, the replay link. And also I've just got the recording if you prefer just to listen to the audio. I've got those. Those are free for you. Um, you can contact me for the information. Uh, it's not on my webpage, so it might be a bit harder to find. But yeah, just contact me and I'm happy to send you the link so you guys can get those. Because 
from the feedback. Everybody loved it. How does it get any better than that? Um, Also just finished up the second part of the 21 Days to Accelerate Your Business. It is so phenomenal. I am just thrilled with this group. We have people from around the world and tons of people from around the world that are all working together and playing together to accelerate their business. So if you'd like more information on that and like to join us, you can join at any time. So don't don't worry that it's later. You'll get all the downloads. And that one is on my webpage. So if you just go to glennys.net, G-L-E-N-Y-C-E dot net, Uh, you'll see there's a little image right there you can click on that will get you more information. All right, so what physical actualization of a phenomenal life, traveling the world or doing whatever it is that you love to do, are you now capable of generating, creating and actualizing? Yeah, anything that doesn't allow that to show up as if by magic. We destroy and uncreate it all. Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, pot, pot, shorts, boys and beyonds. Thank you so much for listening in. I will talk to you next week. Thank you again for joining us. Living in the Magic of Possibilities can be heard every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Please join Glenise Hughes for another edition of our program next week. <music>